Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of The Pivot of Change. Uh, today I have a special guest, Sophie. She's a writer, soul guide and energy alchemist. And her journey into self-discovery has led her to the writing path at an early stage. And her work has now expanded into divinely inspired writings, uh, flowing in the form of daily wisdom and channeled energy updates. And she's also written her first book that will be released this year. So that's really exciting. And it describes her journey back to herself. And she also works as a healer uh, to give others the tools and inspiration to follow their divine destiny, live their own greatest, most soul-aligned and abundant life, and to reclaim their inner ability to heal. And I'm really happy to have you here, Sophie. Thank you for this beautiful introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. Very happy to. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so um, what I find really interesting is what kind of has led you onto this writing path. So if you could share a little bit more about that. Yeah, of course. So um, the first piece, actually, it was like uh, unplanned at all and unexpected at all. So um, I've been writing when I was, you know, a child and a teenager, but just, you know, for me, like journaling. And I really didn't know. I really liked it. You know, it was more like uh, something I was doing sometimes in the evening, but nothing, nothing else. And things really, really changed. Uh, I think it was uh, five years ago in 2014, which was a big, big year for me when I decided to quit my work and um, different things of my life that I was in Paris at that time. Uh, working in a corporation and in a, you know, like um, a big corporation doing strategy consultancy. And I just felt I had to do something else. So um, I quit the job and I traveled to Cambodia where um, I was working in an NGO and um, already I was feeling a change because I was helping others or at least contributing to something that had a purpose. So I felt good about it, you know, and so I would say just unplanned, I started to write uh, for myself. It was only for myself. So I always had like a notebook and I was writing about uh, how beautiful the country was to me or how, um, I don't know, interesting the job was and all the changes. And then it evolved, I remember a few months after, into, you know, what we have to do for ourselves and self-love and uh, what we have to do when we want to reclaim our lives. Uh, because before this travel, and it was a very big change for me, before this travel, I felt a little trapped in my uh, work and what I was doing during the day. So this, this journey really allowed me to break free from it. And so after those first pieces of writing that were very personal, I stepped into something more about uh, you have the range of your life and uh, you can, you know, break free from what does good for you. You can find, uh, have experiences to find what you really like, what you really want to do. And so this led me, I think, in 2015 to uh, start and write for Abel Society uh, about, you know, all that, like uh, uh, freedom and the authentic self and finding your voice. And, you know, it was very free-spirited at the time. So this is how it started. Yes, interesting. And um, what does, could you maybe share your thoughts on what does authenticity mean to you? Uh, how would you describe it? Yeah, uh, that's a very interesting topic. Um, I think for me, authenticity is just really being who you are. So um, 
it's allowing yourself to be exactly as you are. So authenticity, you know, sometimes we think it's going to be, I don't know, like shining or, you know, the authentic self. It sounds a little like, wow, it's going to be big or whatever. But sometimes it's just like self-love and being with ourselves and being in presence. So I would say for me, it's just uh, being free from what's not ourselves in any way. Um, free from even backgrounds or uh, what we learn or what we thought we should be or the way that, I don't know, for example, you grew up in a certain environment or family and you've been told you should do this or that, but actually it's not really you, but it takes a long time to really find that, you know. So, um, yeah, for me, the attending self, I would say, uh, is when someone can be cleansed from the things that they are not so they can just step fully into uh their uh, energy in all ways you know the light the dark that's very important too um, once again that it's not only like beautiful and you know the authentic self and powerful it's all that someone is uh in all their aspects just free from you know like sometimes we just receive information or um beliefs thoughts uh, conditioning from um, elsewhere and this is what we don't want to keep because it can block uh, it takes space so you cannot really step into yourself and when did you find out for you that you weren't completely expressing yourself authentically or like you said when you were still in your corporate job that wasn't really aligned um with your soul and the path that you really wanted to be on yeah could you maybe share a little bit more about that as well yeah so it was a long process uh actually this piece was very long i think i never really felt uh i would say happy or aligned in um those professional experiences i had before um, even uh, as a student or my, you know, my first internships or uh, first jobs, it always felt like I had this feeling it wasn't aligned, you know, or I couldn't express myself or I had to wear a mask. I think this is how I understood uh, authenticity, you know, like you arrive somewhere and you have to tune into a type of frequency or tune into uh, words or sentences or something that's not really you and so when you like cross the door like in the morning you know oh I have to be different and of course we have to be different at work because we have to have a certain energy but for me the gap was so huge uh, for many years actually I think from my early 20s to this uh, trip in Southeast Asia so for maybe eight years you know feelings is disconnect and this uh, way I was forcing myself uh, into, I don't know, wearing something I didn't really like or saying things or belonging to groups or whatever. It felt forced, so it didn't feel authentic, you know. So what helped you then to kind of uh, shift that? So to go from the place where you're like, okay, this is not what I truly want and what fulfills me onto finding something new um, mm -hmm. that uh, does feel right to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I think it happens through like seeing examples like of other people. Um, for example, in my last work, I was hearing of, I remember a couple of people traveling in, you know, faraway countries to do something with purpose. And so I feel they inspired me. I didn't even know them actually, but they just inspired me, you know, the idea. Uh, because before this, I didn't know, actually, you know, it's, it's a little crazy, but I didn't know all this existed. I was very conditioned into a certain type of life. So I felt disconnected and I felt unwell and not happy. But, you know, when you feel blocked and stuck somewhere, but you think that there is nothing else. Also, and this is what I did for many years, you sort of force yourself to stay there. And so I don't know a few examples. Also, I remember reading um, Apollo Coelho a lot at that time and the alchemist and the journey and all this really inspired me. The fact that we didn't know where we were going, but we're starting a journey without knowing what was going to happen. So this was really inspiring uh, too. And yeah, I believe, I think at some point I just got exhausted or this misalignment and the desire uh, to step into the unknown, even if I had a lot of fears and I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, this desire became bigger compared to staying in this known that was unaligned. So, uh, yeah, I feel things shift when, you know, you have fear to do something different because you don't know where you're going. So this is the unknown, the adventure is uncomfortable. But one day you feel so stuck into what you know that this fear just you just overcome it because uh you have to because you cannot stay where you were before you know mm -hmm. yeah. i don't know if i'm really answering the question um, yeah no so um so what kind of inspired you were seeing different examples from people already doing it reading books that also expanded your current perspective yeah and um how did kind of writing help you along this long journey? Because you already said just 40, just 15. Um, so how did writing kind of help you um, through the journey of like self-discovery and healing? Yeah. Um, so I believe there were really, and there are still exactly, I think it's the same way actually, uh, two big pieces about it. The first one was like an introspective process. So for example, uh, sometimes I was confused or I didn't know what to do or whatever. So um, instead of just being with it like, oh, you know, there is something that I'm feeling, I was like automatically taking a notebook and being like, oh, uh, I'm feeling this, I'm wondering if that, and that was just, you know, the first pieces, but it was just allowing me to reconnect with myself and to really get into the feelings. Because initially for me, feeling that much was a little overwhelming, you know. I, I had been used before in being a lot in the mind and not really feeling that much. So I needed like a container almost to feel. And raining was that container. Uh, so that's the first piece, you know, really allowing my um, emotions to be somewhere. Almost like a best friend or something. Um, and then the second piece was more around... Uh, saying what I wanted to say. So for example, um, I, I wanted to express an opinion or a view about something in life. 
uh, and it was stuck in me, like, you know, in my chest or in my throat or whatever you want to call it. And a raining was like, okay, so now you give yourself freedom to transform these things that's in you into something that's going to go elsewhere and that's going to reach other people. Like, it's like um, something changes, like shifts. And instead of being like, oh, I'm like that and I think that and being a little shy about it, one day it just became like freed or unleashed or whatever. And I, I decided, oh, I want to express this in a way that's more public, like less personal. So, yes. Um, and finding Rebel Society and then Elephant Journal and other platforms really helped me uh, find like many people. And that's also very, like, it was pivotal because in my old life, I couldn't really find, um, like, people thinking exactly like me or a little like me. But when I started to write on those platforms, it created a sort of new tribe. And then it really made the journey easier because when you do all this fully on your own, of course, you know, the fears are bigger. And I just understood other people were thinking like me. And so, I don't know, it just became more manageable. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel crazy, you know, because forever people were telling me, oh, you're this, you're that, you're a misfit, you, you should do this, you should do that, this is crazy, you should like, control yourself, whatever. So I was feeling, you know, strange about that. And then I discovered, well, there were another like other tribes other types of people maybe so that's what's really healing and, and really comforting uh yeah that's how i found for example uh robin that you know as well yeah yeah because uh, robin has also been a guest uh, as well yeah. and i think that's um the the true power of expressing yourself in an authentic way that you can then um attract the people in your life that are actually a right match to you so that uh, actually respond um, in a way that that matches you and instead of you thinking you have to change the way you speak or people they're not understanding you or feeling misunderstood I think it's what a lot of people go through as well exactly and it was uh, I really like what you just said and I think for me it was magical to like let myself speak and then finding you know other people and I just understood because it was very far away from my thoughts at that time that the more you uh, come from your own space of truth and you really step into that and you really you know really spheres around what are people gonna think and where I'm gonna go if I change too much or blah blah the more you can step into this core piece of you and being your authentic self actually is a more life response to you uh, by sending the right people the right things it, and things become very synchronistic and 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 magical and it's also the way i discovered um the journey even if life changes and many many things change a lot is about the within um and if we change within and we take that road within again, then life is going to mirror this back to us. But it's a lot about ourselves, right? Yeah. And what helped you make those 
make this changes within? Was it writing or also other things as well? Um, yeah, I, I think it was like being really not being able to stay into what life was before. You know, just like uh, being overwhelmed or really feeling that, no, I can't do it anymore. I remember, for example, I don't know, like you, you go to your work and your job and you're like, oh, yeah, it's not really good for me, but I'm going to go tomorrow, you know. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's just, uh, no, really no. Uh, so I feel that uh, writing helped me to build this container with myself of sharing myself with something almost like a therapist or you know like a, a healer but that was a paper for me you know you, you go to like to a practitioner and you say oh i'm going through this and that and i was talking to myself on the paper so it was like a healing space for me so writing helped me in that sense uh it was a space in itself and I decided also to have like a relationship with the notebooks I was using and, you know, everything was a little sacred, you know, I had like a notebook for this and a notebook for that, like love was there and then things more around travel and where to go, where another one I remember. Uh, yes, it was like a sacred process for me. Yeah, a container for sure. Yeah, yeah I can recognize myself in it. I have like lots of different notebooks and for everything kind of um, different and what I also really like to do is just to express myself on paper which you mentioned before so to just whenever you feel like there's this emotion that's kind of stuck within your body or um, your mind feels really unclear with a lot of different thoughts and I would just grab my notebook and I would just write and not really think about what I'm going to write but to just put on paper every thing that comes through in a very like uncensored unfiltered way um and then afterwards yeah. i would feel so much more relief and like um also like a release of resistance and sometimes even i would then look back and i think that's the amazing thing about writing and compared to meditation and a lot of other things is that we can actually look back and really reflect on what actually yeah. is, is going on in our inner world yeah yeah um that's very true i feel some tools like meditation or many others they can like a low release but for me it's more about being present so there is this presence in meditation like being present with yourself but it doesn't really allow the mind process and for some of us the mind process is also key because you have a feeling you have an emotion but unless it is expressed with the throat and really uh, understood. Actually, for me, it was hard to release it. Like if I was feeling, I don't know, overwhelmed or confusion or anxiety or love, any emotion or any feeling or sensation. But at that time, if I couldn't like name it or understand it or voice it, it couldn't go because, um, yeah i couldn't understand it with my mind so it's like the mind was disconnected from the rest and i need to bring the mind on board and that's what writing did you know you feel unwell so it's, it's the body right or the heart like you cry whatever 
-hmm. But as long as you don't really, I don't know, like understand what's happening, we don't have to understand it fully, but it's good to name it a little so that it really goes from all the pieces. Otherwise, I feel sometimes the minds keep thinking of it or making stories of it or whatever. So, yeah. And also the other part and the reason why I started to write is because I have a very thinker personality and I've always been, you know, involved in research or things where you write a lot or uh, read a lot and all that. So my mind was very active and I couldn't ground only with meditation or this type or yoga even in the beginning. I needed something really that was bringing the mind on board. Yeah. And so what I've also done for a very long time as well is to, and I still sometimes do it in the morning, is to just always, just shortly after I wake up, uh, then I will write three pages, just in a way where I said, just three pages um, is unfiltered and I will write whatever will come up. And sometimes I would write about dreams, so things I've dreamed of. Or something just like an emotion in my body. And what I also realized is that you then start to see the connections between the thoughts, between the emotions, between even like your dreams or actual events in your life. Yeah. And um, it really helps to link things together and to connect it. And I think that's so cool about writing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel that overall, it's a very self-loving process. And I really resonated with something you said before. You said uh, that you are writing in an uncensored way or unfiltered. And for me, that was key because I had a lot of judgments before run myself. And sometimes we, you know, we have different parts within ourselves. So before this big, you know, change I mentioned, I wanted to do something else and I wanted to break free, but there was this other part of me judging it, you know, but what's going to happen? Where are you going to go and why? And, and fear, you know, fear creates stories of drama, of what could fail or, you know, so I had this sort of big part of me and um, yeah, there was an inner judgment. But writing really allowed myself to fully express myself, you know, all the pieces the one that I wanted freedom, but also the one that was scared. So everyone, you know, all the inner instances or persona or whatever could express themselves. And that was really uh, healing and not judgmental. And I feel self-loving, you know? Yeah. yeah because this can really help uh, resolve like these inner conflicts. So when you have like these opposing parts, which you just mentioned, so one, a part of you really wants to go for it, but then there always is a part that it's scared and it's like, no, but this can happen and it's afraid to unknown and what it all projects onto the unknown. And I think yeah. it's also really cool is what you mentioned is to then fully let that part express mm -hmm. so that's, and then also to allow the other parts to express as well. Um, so you can basically create resolution within uh, like your own consciousness and um, I think that's so healing uh, as well yeah 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 very true about the, the conflict thing and do you also do um, like more channeled writing or yeah those things yeah so this came after uh, mm -hmm. this definitely came after maybe um, 
two or three years ago because like firstly my energy was not very clear uh, you know i was moving through all those changes and that was like the key piece of the of the process and of the past was finding the self finding freedom uh discovering who i was and all that and something i think changed after my i don't know something just changed i don't exactly know how my energy became more clear and also i, I started to have very daily routines and practices with um i think you mentioned before um i mean just between the two of us all this trauma recovery things and tools so i was clearing a lot using movement and uh i don't know dancing at that time so my energy become clearer and then um almost like all of a sudden i wasn't expecting it even it evolved into more channel writings but just you know um yeah just like that i feel because um yeah it's it's very interesting to see that as we evolve when we like to write and we like to speak or to express ourselves what we say and the content of it evolves with us so for example uh you know someone likes to speak or someone has a very big uh importance on the throat chakra for example which is for example my case so writing uh will always be important but the way it's happening or the content of it or you know who is speaking to and all that uh i've really evolved in time um but without me directing it you know without me even uh, you know at the beginning i didn't even know like channeling was a word or something like that that existed and that's the funny piece with that process i just discovered things as i was moving through it i was very unfamiliar with you know as uh, spiritual communities and um yeah even yoga reiki all this initially i didn't know anything about it um yeah it just happened on the way without me uh seeking it or searching it or whatever yeah yeah that was what i had in the beginning as well like everything was all new to me because i didn't grow up like in a spiritual environment or anything so yeah um like pretty like normal uh, <laughs> whatever you would like to call it um so yeah so that's already new but i think the good ways that you kind of discover it completely in your own way um and that's the beautiful thing about it um so could you maybe explain a little bit how channeled writing works and what it really is for people who are more new to it yeah of course so um so for me it comes uh i know it's channeled compared to not because it's taking me it's not so for example if i want to write mm-hmm. for myself or about something i'm going to take my computer and say oh i could write about this but when it's channeled which now becomes maybe 90% of the writings that i do I'm doing something, you know, I'm going by my day and I'm just caught by something like a thought or a feeling and I just let it be like around my head without thinking oh it's going to happen or not and all of a sudden I I sort of receive words um from that space, you know, and I know it's it's coming from that and not exactly from me. Even if it's also 
a link to my process. I would never, and I have never like channeled or sought or of something or received something that's disconnected from my process. So I believe that um, it remains intertwined. Um, yeah, it remains intertwined for sure. But you can feel that it's different um, from the way it's, it comes to you, which is totally unprepared, totally unplanned, unexpected, can happen anywhere at any hour, uh, things like that. Okay, so you kind of um, get, then get like an intuition or an idea or this feeling, this urge and to write and then you just allow it to come through you or? Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. And do you then also like, for example, you have different ways, of course, um, to do channeled writing. Do you do it like then writing in a notebook or typing or both? Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I can do both. So the channel part of what I do started with the writing, but more recently, it's also something that I do, you know, with my clients and sessions and things. Because firstly, it was coming to me and I had zero control over it, you know, just, oh, I want to write this. And so I had uh, years where I was writing a lot and expressing a lot of things, you know, and there were really disease and some were channelings, but a lot was happening. And now the energy again is more clear. So it's more like a space I can tune into if I, because I have more practice. So if I want to, so for example, I'm doing a session with someone and I, I decide that I open myself to this, you know, like it's like a process or a ritual or whatever. And that I can sort of receive information also for others. Uh, but this came afterwards too. Uh, so it can be, uh, also with the voice, not only the writings, but also like a recording or, you know, um, the speaking art. Okay, cool. And um, do you maybe have some tips or advice for people who are a little bit familiar with it or completely new to how, how kind of get the process started or um, to really allow something to come through instead of blocking the process? Yeah, um, yeah. So I think it takes a little time because we are just not used to this type of uh, energies at all, you know, in our world. And so I feel that what happens first is that we uh, we push it away because we don't understand. So the mind is 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 blocking this type of reception. Would it be the writings, the clients, or whatever? We don't understand, so we block it. So what I just recommend is to see ourselves as a vessel or just as a channel. You know, don't think, oh, I'm, I'm Sophie or I'm someone or I have this role in life. You know, all those um, identities or ego traits, but just feeling, oh, let's see what I'm, what's coming through me. And then I can read it again. Maybe it doesn't make sense, but that doesn't matter. You know, just letting this flow through you and just abandoning or relinquishing this identity of who we are and all that, because this is what blocks the flow very often. Um, because it's disconnected, you know, you cannot sometimes be doing this and receiving that and thinking you are this person and then you want to speak about something else, you know, so you have, again, those different pieces of you. 
And sometimes what I just recommend is when you feel that you are on that path and something's coming, just imagining that you, you're grounding yourself, like you're grounding yourself into the earth or into something that's very solid and you just allow yourself to be even more like a vessel or something and just let the information flow through you without judgment, without even letting the mind participate into this. It's almost like you can imagine, for example, I remember one of my mentor, uh, well, my mentor, uh, told this to me uh, a few years ago, you imagine that you have like a curtain around you. And uh, so it's like all oh, a curtain, like beautiful and it just opens and something flows and you let it flow. You don't think of the flow, you let it flow, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a pretty cool visualization as well. So um, also you, you now finished writing the book, She's the Moon. And did you also kind of create that mainly through channeled writing or how did that process uh, go for you? Um, so this book is very, uh, I don't know, it's a very interesting thing because it's like all the rest. I never knew I was, well, I never really thought I was going to write a book or whatever. And you will see it's actually like a collection of very different things. And there is a piece that's uh, poems at the beginning Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of poetry and there is a piece about some wisdom like reflections on you know um, the journey of self-discovery and how you know manifestation and energy works so I would say yes ideas reflections wisdom all of that um, so there are those two big parts and um, I believe a lot of this was channeled actually I believe a lot of this book was channeled, but in different moments of my life. Uh, so it has, it's funny because that's why yes, I say it's a journey that I've been through because those writings have been made uh, maybe since 2014 until 2018. So they have a different, you know, vibe to it. Uh, but it was, I think, always coming from uh, this free flowing space, I would say maybe more than channeling because at the beginning I, I wasn't channeling and I didn't even know that existed, but more, yes, free flowing, really receiving myself in uh, what I was feeling. So, yeah. Cool. And um, why did you title the book She's the Moon? Because I also already saw that on your finger, you also have a moon tattooed as well. Yeah. yeah. True. Um, so that's a long story, <laughs> but um, so for me, the moon is a symbolism of the divine feminine, uh, not divine feminine, you know, like the archetype, but more of the feminine. For me, so the moon is going to be the feminine and the sun is going to be uh, the masculine, meaning um, um, like the day and the night, the conscious and the unconscious. So for me, the masculine is something that's very grounded, solid, like a pillar, you know, very uh, um, active, ac outwardly, very grounding like this. And for me, the feminine that we have within each of us, right? I, I have masculine and feminine, of course, but the feminine energy is going to be more free-flowing and also receptive and also in the now and very turned to the inward and turn into to, towards the unconscious process and the night and all this. So, well, this is just an introduction, mm -hmm. but I started to really connect with the energy of the moon uh, a few years ago 
um, and also the, the energy of the night. And my writings were and are way more powerful during the night. Like my energy is different. And so I started to really resonate with um, the moon and also the phases of the moon. Um, like, you know, we go through processes during this journey. Uh, we shed skins and we say something and then something different and things change a lot. And I was starting to really resonate with this constant evolution of the moon. You know, one day she's full and then she's not. And, you know, all, all this uh, the fluctuation of it. So first it was a feminine energy, then the fluctuation of the journey and the fact that we never really arrive like we like we always evolve and we always change um yeah and third reason so um when i started those writings especially the poetry uh it was in the in the context of like a love story that was happening in my life and i remember pulling cards about it uh from a, a deck from alana for child and there was a card I was always having. Uh, its name is She's the Moon. And the wisdom of the card was be patient. You're like the moon and you have phases and your concern will be resolved one day. And I was always having that card. Uh, and that was the, the real reason why I called it She's the Moon. Like the real, like, oh, one morning I decided, okay, so if there is a book about all of that, it's going to be She's the Moon for the card. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, because I also read that you um, also had this website created that was about a twin flame journey. So yeah. was that kind of the love story that you mentioned as well? Yeah, yeah, that that's uh, that was the same uh, thing. Um, yeah, so for me, the twin flame journey and all the things around it were a real catalyst, you know, on the path. So. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go like too much into this, but uh, yeah, I um, <laughs> but um, I think the um, how to explain this. The key pieces of this uh, twin flame thing was how you know uh, sometimes you meet people that just feel so aligned with you at a soul level, you know, at a very deep, ancient, uh, like I don't know, very close to you in the way that you see life and in the way that you resonate with things. And so by, by doing this, I sort of bring you back to yourself because, you know, you, you see someone that's so close and at the same time, you're not exactly like that. So it starts a journey of self-actualization. And there are many other things that uh, help us on that path. But it's true that for me, uh, connections in general were uh, sort of very powerful catalysts about this. And so, yeah, the Twin Flame journey was a powerful um, moment. It would be a very long topic to talk about, mm -hmm. but um, I would say that it's just, a, it was like a container of healing and seeing the truth about many things and, and um, healing like deep wounds and, uh, yeah. And what helped you heal these deeper wounds that came up or reflected back to you? Um... I think um, that's a good question. Uh, I think time, time not because, you know, just time passed mm -hmm. by, but time because of, uh, I really received 
the feeling, like time gave me the space to feel. So really feeling the, the emotions, the sensations, uh, I don't know, uh, the pain, disappointment, uh, excitement, whatever emotion we received um, during the journey for any reason. So I took this time and I think what really helped me is to disconnect from uh, things I didn't want to do or things that were not good for me. Like for example, you know, old jobs or um, activities that didn't resonate. So I just freed myself from many things and so I had the space to really feel into things and to really let it happen, you know, like the, um, the process. And so this space and gave me the opportunity to um, learn more and do more yoga, to connect with those trauma recovery tools, to write more, to, um, you know, connect with different types of medicine, also with astrology. I really like and I'm really into intuitive astrology, which I use to understand myself more as well. So I would say first by freeing myself from the rest so that I could have time and then just organically uh, healing things came to me. I, I also went to the world of sexuality for a moment, uh, connecting more with, you know, the body processes and the void, you know, disconnecting from a lot of things, created a void. And this void was, was great because I wasn't trying to pull things in like, Oh, I should do this. I should go there. I should see that person. So that was really healing because I just had to be into presence with myself and then things just flew. Uh, oh, I want to do that. But they moved me rather than I, I searched for them. If you see what I mean, mm -hmm. I was more moved by, Oh, I should do that rather than, you know, you're on your computer and you search for, uh, what you should do but what happened was more I was drawn to trying things if that makes sense yeah yeah so to go more inward and to kind of let go of the things that are not good to you and that actually prevent exactly. you from expanding more and uh, being authentic and what kind of helped you to trust yourself more in making those decisions or knowing for yourself what is right. For example, then instead of listening to other people or searching for an answer uh, from someone else. Um, so first of all, I have been connected with a, a very powerful healer. Uh, she's my mentor too. And we've been working together for years in I feel that the fact that she was there always helped me um, know that we had that space, that vibration we had together. And that vibration was the one of my true self, of the truth. So I don't know if that makes sense, but just knowing the space existed gave a lot of strain and energy. So that's the first piece. And I think it's also, um, great to acknowledge the importance of the people of our journeys and whatever uh, apart from that um i believe it the fact that things kept going well i mean when i first started this journey i didn't know anything about it and what was going to happen so it could have been like awful mm -hmm. but then you know synchronicities found me you know like you cross paths with people or you want to do something like crazy and money comes to you or you want to go somewhere and someone you'll meet someone very important. I don't know. Like all those synchronicities happen and they gave assurance. 
like they gave physical evidence of the journey. You know, I didn't feel uh, I was doing crazy things anymore because I had signs, a lot of signs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's really like what you mentioned as well is that the people you connect with is so important and it can help you so much on this journey of rediscovering yourself and um, yeah, really finding your own authenticity. And um, if, there, if your book could never be published or put out there into the world, but you could have like one short message or lesson or something that you could still share, um, what would it be? Mm, that's a good question. Very good <laughs> question. Um, I would say, and I have like a few quotations about that, mm -hmm. that you uh, doing this journey and doing this work is so worth it. Like we have, you know, ups and downs and sometimes it feels difficult to, you know, make certain decisions and leave certain things or, but it's extremely worth it. And, uh, and as I said before, it's a path of synchronicity and a path that becomes like, you know, more magical or divine or whatever. So I think my, my message is really about the journey and about it's the power, the transforming power that it has. And also that we can never really know that we have to do something else, that we have to change if we're not confronted to real, I would say, uh, misalignment or real disappointments. So the message of the book is also that, you know, it's not only an easy road, it's through seeing the truth or seeing misalignments that we are pushed into more, right? It's like, oh, this is this and like anger or, whatever, and you see, oh, I don't want that. So you want something new. So uh, the self-discovery is a lot about discovering what we don't want or what we want. But there is a lot of what we don't want so that we can find out what we want, if that makes sense. And um, yeah, I believe this is a message of, of, of this book. Yeah, so that we kind of experience that contrast of uh, seeing and experiencing things we do not want and that and give birth to the desire to have something new and create something uh, and experience something that's better yeah. for you. Exactly. And uh, not being really satisfied or happy with what we have is very, a very strong catalyst for change. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some, there is this quotation saying, oh, you have to go to be very low or to go very down, or you have to eat rock bottom to come back or whatever. That's true, I feel. Uh, I mean, we don't have to go through that, of course, and it's not always the case, but uh, yeah, for me, it's been the case a few times of really moving through something difficult and um, deciding it had to change also because of the uneasiness of it. Yeah, and I think then the change happens the fastest because then you go all in. Um, because what you said before, there's no going back. Like you get to this point there. It's not like I don't want to go to work, but I can't do it anymore. And it's so different. Yeah. Yeah. I really agree with the fact that it's hard to go back. And I love this 
quote again saying the only way is forward, uh, which is like, yes, of course, but it's really true. You know, after you've seen the truth about something, would it be external or within you? It's hard to unsee it. So, you know what I mean? When you, you reach a certain level of awareness about something, whatever that is, then you can only go forward. You can come back a little like, oh, maybe I'm going to go back to this job, like do back and forth until it's really settled. But overall, it keeps always moving in, in one direction. Yeah. And, um, and Sophia, I really want to thank you for sharing your story and um, thank you. sharing your message. And I'm really uh, excited about your new book. So do you really know when it's coming out or uh, around? Um, not exactly, but it should be um, maybe in May, something like that. Okay. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, um, thank you. And if someone that's listening right now is more like interested in your work or what you do, uh, how is like the best way to find you? Um, maybe my website, uh, sacredalchemy.fr, um, you know, the French uh, mm -hmm. thing. Um, yeah, Sacred Alchemy is the best uh, thing. Or also my Facebook personal page, uh, which is a good option too. Okay, great. Yeah, and also to make it a little bit easier, easier, put it in the description as well. And yeah, thank you thank so you. much for being here today. Thank you very much. But lovely connecting with you. Okay. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. Wishing you a beautiful week.